won't hold up this service. Now then, we're, somebody may have to go turn me down. I'm not, Brother Lonnie had uh, a little bit of congestion, but I don't. Uh, right now. Psalms chapter 51 this morning. Chom, chom. Psalms chapter 51 this morning. You got your Bible, stand with us and we'll read in the word of God. I want you to understand something this morning, church. I believe with all of my heart that if we think about what Brother Lonnie has said and then we think about what God wants to do, then we've got this opportunity to really uh, get things going with the Lord. And, and when I say get things going with the Lord, listen, we're living in a day and hour. I, and I understand this. I, I wore my shirt this morning. We had to run down to Walmart real fast and get a few things. And as we did, don't turn me too far down, all right? Don't turn You stay up there and wait just a minute. That would be, that'd be all right. Uh, but I uh, had to run down there. And I had my church shirt on, all right? And I had the one on that had everything printed on the front. So, I mean, when I walked in there, what they saw, they had a look at me, and I looked at them, and they saw that church. I was daring somebody to say something about how it offends them. You say, why would you do that, Brother Arnold? I've been offended by the world all the time I've been saved. I mean, I'm offended by cussing shirts and beer shirts and pornography shirts. I mean, they wear shirts all the time, and they don't care what it does to me. But you let somebody put on a Christian shirt, something that symbolizes God in some way, and all of a sudden everybody who's lost is offended. But we're not supposed to be offended by their shirt. So I thought to myself, you just go ahead and say something. And when you say something, I'm just going to tell you this. I'm offended by the world, and it's about time I get a voice. And I'm going to speak up. And I'll be real nice about it, but I'll just be honest with you, church. God wants to do things, and we're looking at a world that's falling apart. We're looking at a world that's lost and dying, headed straight down the hill. And the Christian people are quiet a lot of times, allowed to go on. Why? Because we don't want to be offensive. I'm not offended by the Word of God. So in the next shirt, and if you want one after we print one up, it'll be $5.00. Not because, I, not because I'll charge you for it, but because I just can't afford to go buy a whole bunch of shirts again, all right? I'm not ashamed of the gospel, all right? And if you don't want any like that, that's fine. I'm just telling you, and it's not that much. It's $2.67. I forgot. Or you can go buy the Hobby Lobby, buy your own shirt. We'll get it printed. Psalms chapter 51. I want you to look at verse 1. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness. According to the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from mine iniquities, and cleanse me from my sins. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee and thee only have I sinned, and done all this evil in thy sight, that thou may be justified when thou speakest, clear when thou judgest. Father, this morning I thank you for your love, I thank you for your mercy, I thank you, dear God, today for your grace. Ask you, Lord, help us, Father, in this short time. Father, that we'll do thy will, praise thy name, and glorify thy name. And we'll thank you, Father, for these things in Jesus' name. And amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Go ahead and turn this one off, brother. You know, David had this way of talking. I like, I like to listen 
And I like to hear the Psalms read. And, and I do that because, you know, when you're reading the Psalms, you find there are some things that are in there. There's the praise in Psalms. There's declarations in Psalms. There's rejoicing in Psalms. And there's also some prayers in Psalms of, of basically confession in Psalms. And then there's some uh, what we call exalting in Psalms. And so Psalms tells us uh, how to praise or why we should praise. And, and it talks to us. But when we're looking at David this morning, we're going to spend just a little bit of time here. And I know I've covered this several times before. You know, but when we're looking at David... In the first four verses of this Psalms here, David does something. He confesses his sin before God. He asks God to forgive him of his sin and to cleanse him of his sin and set him on the right way. David comes to God and he says, listen, I've done this wrong. But then he says something else, church. And I want you to understand this. There are times in our lives, and again, like I said, when we get offended by things, and, and, and I'm be honest with you, uh, uh, we don't say anything about it because we're afraid to a lot of times. But, but I'm as, as a Christian today, I don't want to be in your face, but I do want to say this. I'm tired of not saying something about my Jesus because it might offend somebody, but yet I can be offended by the world all day long. It doesn't make any sense to me why it is that the Christian has to shut up while the world gets to speak up. It doesn't make any sense to me this morning why I cannot proclaim my love for God and they can proclaim their love for everything else. It doesn't make no sense. But David gets things right. Church, listen to me. We got to get our hearts right with God in order for God to do what He wants to do in our lives. It's not just at our church, but at our homes, in our individual lives, getting things right with God, setting things in order there. Because you know what? A lot of times we will say to somebody, I'm sorry. I've done this. We raise our kids to say, I'm sorry. And we'll tell you, you got to go apologize. You are hurt so-and-so or whatever it is. And we'll get them to apologize. But a lot of times we apologize down here, but we don't apologize up there. David said, against thee and thee only have I done these things. Think about this for just a second. The heart of David being towards God and the heart of God being towards David. And by the way, when you turn your heart to God, God turns his heart to you. You and I become, if we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of our lives, we become the sons and daughters of God. God's heart is turned towards us because we turned our heart towards him. We, we offered him and gave him our lives. We accepted his son Jesus. And when we sin, yes, there may be somebody down here that we sin against and we say something or do something and we shouldn't do it. But the more important thing is this. Have we confessed to God and told God, I'm sorry. It's a little bit different. You don't think about God so much sometimes because he's not right there in front of us. But look at verse 4. Against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. And thou, now look at that, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest. When God has something to say, God is justified in everything that he says. You ever thought about that, church? Sometimes the flesh rises up and we might be trying to get out the things of God, but yet getting that out, the flesh gets a little bit and we say things that we shouldn't say. 
But God never says anything that shouldn't be said. And sometimes he speaks harsh. Remember, to those whom he loves, he does chasten and rebuke. In other words, he's got something to say about it. And it may be to us kind of harsh, but listen to me. The harshness of God is really the mercy of God. He's just trying to get us where we need to be. So David says, against thee and thee only have I sinned, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Even Jesus tells us in the New Testament, there is one that judges the Father. He judges. Jesus is the intercessor in the book of John. My little children, I would that you sin not, but if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, or the Lord Christ Jesus. We have Jesus as our intercessor. He's our intermediator. God will judge us according to all of our deeds. Jesus will cleanse us and intercede for us before God. You stop to think. David goes on to talk about how that he came into this world. The Bible tells us man is a few days and full of sin. David said, in sin was I conceived. He, he had the sin nature. He was born in the same way that Adam was born. Can I tell you this morning, uh, little Leo and little Marshall this morning, as young as they are, have been born into a sin nature. It won't be long. God tarries here and they grow up and they get a little bigger. And one of these days they're going to be in those sinful things there. I mean, already the disciplinary action that goes against uh, Everly and Jody and Kaylee uh, because we're trying to train them and tell them to do the right things and make sure they treat one another right. Hey, but more importantly, church, raising them up for the Lord. Can I say this morning, uh, it's not very long before if we tarry in this world that the youngest of babies that grow up today uh, will become what we know today as sinners lost and undone because why? We were born in the same similitude of Adam. Adam became a sinner when he transgressed against God and he ate of the forbidden fruit of the tree which was in the midst of the garden and God said, don't eat it. Why? Because the day you do, you surely die. And Adam and Eve lived, right? But they were dead, spiritually speaking, there. And they had to put their faith and trust in God. Uh, they had to walk after God and follow God. And I'm going to tell you something. Their life changed the day that they sinned. It was no longer a cool uh, afternoon walk with the Lord and a talk with God. Uh, it become hot. Hey, summertime's getting here. We've hit 100 degrees. I'm going to tell you something, church. I'm sweating right now. But here's the deal. Adam had to do it. I had to do it. You had to do it. Everybody's going to have to do it until we get to heaven. And then there'll be the perfect temperature. I don't know what it is, but it'll be a perfect temperature in heaven. But here's the deal. We were born into a sin nature. But God, sending his son, Jesus Christ, redeems us from the sinful men and women that we are and makes us glorious children if we'll just confess. He's going to judge one day, church. You and I will not escape the judgment of God. It is appointed unto man once to die. And after this, the judgment. And I believe this Bible is right in everything that it says. Perfect and entire. So then David goes on and he says this. In verse 5, Behold, I was shaped in iniquity, in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth 
in the inward part. God wants the truth in the heart, church. In the heart. And I'm going to tell you something. The truth in the heart changes everything else. The truth in the mind is something we will ponder, something we will think about, something that is there. But the truth in the heart changes the man. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. What's mostly in the heart? You think about this. God, God told us to be transformed. He said, by the renewing of your mind. Why? How does that happen? By the renewing of your heart. You ever thought about that song? When Jesus came into my heart. You ever thought about that? I love it. It changed me. He said, purge me with eyesight that I shall be clean. Wash me that I shall be whiter than snow. Today we know that to be the blood of Jesus Christ. And then in verse 8, look at what David says here. He, he wants things to be done again. He wants the beginning to happen. Make me to hear joy and gladness. Can I tell you this morning that hearing the word of God to me is joy and gladness. Uh, the songs that we sung this morning, I really, I'm going to tell you something, I really feel like God is in our midst and that he wants to work and do something this morning. The songs we sung, and, and, and it, God put them on my heart, but every one of them just backed the other one up. And they all went back to the same thing in the message of the relationship that we have with God. Understanding who God is, how important God is. I mean, I was kneeling one day means I got humbled before God. God don't have to humble himself down to me. But I had to humble myself to God. And I'm going to tell you something. The Bible says when we humble ourselves before the Lord, he will lift us up. I mean, think about it, church. God doesn't come over you and look at you and say, you, you no good for rotten, no good. I mean, I don't care what you got to say. I, I disdain you. No, God comes. And as you humble yourself before God, God lifts you up so that you can stand up to be a child of God. Make me to hear joy and gladness. I hear it this morning. The bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. This old body rejoices, church. Hide thy face from my sins and blot out mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, David says. Church, let, let me say something to you. You, you, you. We all hear about the sinner's prayer. Can I, can I tell you something? We hear, we hear the sinner's prayer, and, and we're supposed to pray the sinner's prayer, and we talk about all these things that we, we're supposed to. Look at what David is saying here. Is this not a sinner's prayer? I mean, David, is he's coming, and he says, God, I'm wrong, and you're right. God, forgive me. God, forgive me. Cleanse me. Make me whole. And by the way, God, after you do that, let my ears open up to joy and gladness. It created me a clean heart, oh God. Create, renew a right spirit with me. God, make me what I need to be from head to toe, from front to back. I mean, inside and out. God, do the work in me that only you can do. Can I tell you something, church? He'll do it. If you'll let him. He goes on, he says, Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. I'm glad today to be saved. I'm glad today to have the joy of the salvation of God 
in my life. I'm glad this morning that God had a purpose for me. Can I tell you this morning, God's got a purpose for you. God's got a plan for you. There ain't none of you sitting here this morning that God doesn't have a desire to do something with. And, and, and church, let me say this. You've got to let God do it if you want it done. I mean, I, just think about it this way. We go to, we go to and, and I never went to college, okay? So, so don't, don't, don't take this in the wrong. I never went to college. But, but we go to college or we go to school, and, and if we go to extra school, and, and I've done some extra training, we go there with a purpose. To allow the one who knows what they're talking about to instill in us so that we ourselves then will know what we're talking about for whatever task or field we want to go in. I mean, I, I, I go to training classes on gas because I, I work in the gas industry. I need to know what it is, and Brother Philip understands this now even more. I need to know what it is to, to not only just get there and put a match in to light a water heater, but what do I need to look at? What do I need to check on that water heater? How do I know that that water heater is functioning properly? Not just heating the water, but everything about it. I need to understand what it is when I look at a furnace and, and see the furnace there and understand what are the important puzzle pieces of that furnace. Not that it just lights up, but are the safety switches working? Is the bidding proper? I mean, all of those things. And I go and I learn that because the person who knows is instilling in me so that I will know. Hey, church, it's the same way in our Christian life. We need to go to God because God knows and God will instill into you and I what God needs to instill in us so that we can be children of God and walk with God and talk with God and one day go home to be with God. God's got a purpose in your life. But you've got to let him do it. He's got a plan, church. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. You'll not get joy till you get the salvation of God. Uphold me with thy free spirit. And then he says, then will I teach transgressions thy ways and sinners. Listen to this. This is not, this is not a, a, a David. David. And I've read this a bunch and I've talked about it. Listen, David is not saying, God, you do all of this. Maybe something happened over here. Listen to the positive, assuring words that David says. Church, these are guaranteed. It would have had to been written differently if it was not going to happen that way. But David said, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressions thy ways. And sinners shall be converted unto thee. It will happen if I do it God's way. It will happen if God does it in me God's way. I read over in the book of Acts. And, and I was reading there. And I've talked about this. Me and Brother Lonnie was talking or somebody was talking the other day about things and, and, and I was saying you know the Bible told us that God they, they preached the gospel and they're in the book of Acts and, and people were getting saved and, and I and we'll say it like this they were getting saved right and left I mean it was like cats 
raining out of heaven, cats and dogs, they say, but raining out of heaven, the Spirit of God come down, and lives were getting saved where we see 2,000, 3,000, we were seeing folks getting saved everywhere they were in that time, and not I'll just say this, church, he said, and God added unto the church daily such as to be saved, and I will say this, if we will get right with God, God can add unto this church daily such as should be saved. Why? Because we're right where God wants us to be, doing what God wants us to do. And if we teach transgressions, and sinners shall be saved. That's what David said. Do you think it's better, worse today than it was then as far as God's work? Times are worse. People are worse. I mean, that's no doubt, but is God's word any less effective? No, it's not. David said it there. God still do it here. That's why I started off this morning, and I, and I may say it a lot, church, reminding us that God said his ear is not heavy. He cannot hear. His hand is not shortened that he cannot save. Brother Oni's right. The next verse says, But what is separated thee between you and your God hath not iniquity? The sins that we do. That's why we go back into 1 John chapter 2 again. Brother, if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, the righteous. I mean, we just got, what do we do? Confess up, get up, straighten up, go up. I mean, get things right with God. Get things right with God. You want to go somewhere as important in your life? Get things right with God. You'll go to the most important place you'll ever be. Heaven. You want to know how your life is valued down here this morning, church? Jesus willingly died on the cross. He didn't just go to the cross. He died on the cross. I, I've seen the movies where they beat him like he wouldn't go. I've seen the movies where they pulled one arm this way and, and, and pulled the other arm that way and, and, and they pulled them like they were forcing. Hey, they didn't do none of that. When Jesus laid down on the cross, his head was out. His palms was up. When they nailed his feet, he didn't go kicking and screaming. He, his feet were to, hey, let me tell you, he knew what he was going to go through. He knew what he was going to do. He cried in the garden there unto God. If there's another way, Father, let this cup pass from me. But there was no other way. So Jesus willingly went to the cross. He willingly laid on the cross. And he even willingly died on the cross. How do you know, Brother Ernie? The Bible tells us he looked out across the congregation of people there. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And he yielded up the ghost. And he did it all so that you and I could be saved. And in our salvation, in our acceptance, the Bible says the angels in heaven rejoice. Hey, church, listen to me. We're quiet sometimes when God does something wonderful. But when one sinner cometh unto repentance, the Bible says there is more rejoicing in heaven. They have a celebration there. Down here we have a baptism. We ought to have a celebration. We really should. Nobody said, let's do it. 
All right, Mama, the deal. We'll have a hot dog service. How's that sound? It's easier to cook hot dogs than it is to burn burgers. We'll have a celebration. We'll get it set up. We'll have a celebration of salvation. I want you to stand this morning. I want you to think about what God wants to do in your life, what God will do in your life. If you're lost this morning, you need to be saved. Don't play games with God. Judgment's just around the corner. Could be closer than you think. I have a habit of going through the obituaries from time to time. About a month ago, I was going through them up at the house. Reading names and seeing how long folks live. And never amazed, you know, you, you look at somebody, you ever get, and it's like, wow, they lived 99 years. They were just a few days short of 100. They were just this far there. But then you read those ones where they were just a few days old. A few weeks old, a few months old, a few years old. In their teens, early 20s. My Bible tells me God is no respecter of person. Here's what God does, church. He gives you an opportunity like this. If you don't hear anything else, hear this. Jesus died for your sins. But you've got to accept him and let him in. You've got to let him live in your life and change your life. When you do that, you'll be different. God will prepare you for heaven. He's already laid out the groundwork. He's done everything he could. He's just waiting for you and I to accept him. Father, this morning, I praise you, Father, for each and every person here. Ask you, dear God, to have your way, Father, in our hearts and souls this morning. Lord, I pray that there be one lost today, they'd be saved. That there'd be one back, then, dear God, they'd come back to you. Lord, a child of God this morning who just, in, in, in listening, hearing, Father, the Spirit to speak, Father, felt like they need to get closer. God, we pray, Father, this morning that your will would be done. And your name be glorified. And we'll give you great praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' holy name. And amen. You've got a desire you want to come and pray.